From Boy to Breaking Wave. Every single one of them. Songs of Surrender version, that is. This is you talking you two to me. The comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things you two. <laughs> this is good rock and roll. Uh, music. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> Are you saying that to me? Yeah, I haven't acknowledged you since you walked in the room. So, hey, welcome back really to my house. The, uh, somewhat silent treatment. Uh, what's up? Welcome back to you talking you two to me. Haven't done an episode in a few months, but here we are back. Uh, you got, uh, yeah. B- sorry. Before we had done the episode a few months ago, mm-hmm. which was a few months ago. Certainly. Do you have an exact date on that? Oh, let's see. February 35th? Yeah. It looks like. February 35th. We, it had been quite a while before that one. I think so, yeah. I'm not keeping track, okay. but uh, someone out there is. God, but, I but, mean. But then before that, before that one, the one that was, the quite, one that was a quite a while, while ago, it had been a, quite a bit of time. <laughs> and it's, then even before that one, it had been a while. But then I think we were getting back into like the regular sort of week to week thing we were doing like nine years ago. Right. But then before those ones, the show didn't exist. No, the, the, the show prior to nine months, nine months, nine, nine months, nine months, nine months, nine months, months. <laughs> 18 months, nine months, nine months, no, nine years, nine months or so ago. Uh-huh. It did, it did, it was merely the twinkle in your young eye where you had an idea, you had a dream. There was no show called You Talk and You, you Too to Me. Isn't that crazy how we can create something out of whole cloth? Whole cloth. And then it exists forever. In the world. Yeah. Now it always has existed. But prior to nine months, nine months. It didn't exist. It didn't exist, as you it said. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. <laughs> you know. Do people say that to you on the street? Constantly. <laughs> More so than are we having Constantly. fun yet. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. <laughs> we were talking about teachers, I believe. I don't remember. This is during our U2 yes. uh, interview. I was defending my mom's honor as because she, she was a public school teacher, mm-hmm. and I got a little passionate, <laughs> and you made fun of me in front of U2. <laughs> I think you're- Rightly so. Your version of passion. Have, what, what is, and by the way, I'll introduce you in a second. What is the most, because I, I view you as a chill guy. As well as a chill. Oh, yeah. More than that, you're a chill actor. Like, you're a pretty laid-back actor. Oh, man. You tend to get roles which are pretty laid-back. Oh. What's the most, like, yelly you've ever been in a role? (sighs) And were you nervous before it where you were like, fuck, I have to yell. I'm not a yell guy. Um, Or do you relish it where you're like, because every actor, here's my theory. If you're on the phone and you're an actor mm -hmm. and you don't end the phone call by bashing the phone... Yeah. And just bashing it to pieces because like you're so good, angry. Goodfellas style. Yeah. Then what are you even doing as an actor? Well, the thing is with every role, uh, every actor is different. But for me and in the per SAG contract, SAG deal, and I hope they're making progress on this in as we speak. Making progress. There's a certain amount of yells per 
episode that you have to do or the, or the most you can well do. they're they're always trying to push mm-hmm. and get you to do a certain amount of yells and then it's a matter of pulling those back doing a yell is like doing two takes because you're you're mm-hmm. talking twice as loud so it's like guys we don't have time for this it's the exact same uh, amount of energy as two takes yeah so it's like guys i'm you're paying me to do one movie that's right I'm not going to yell, which is two takes. If you were with me on uh, a set of a movie or a television show, it's like the movie Oppenheimer, except instead of the atomic blast, it's the yell. Yeah, exactly. By That's the way, a- you jealous you weren't in that Oppenheimer? I You, you didn't see me in there? <laughs> you were in Oppenheimer? Yeah. You, Wait, you were you in the middle of the bomb? I was. Yes. You're some dumb asshole was, who wandered through the desert? I was standing on top of the bomb. <laughs> I was like, hey, what's this? What does this do? And then I pressed a button. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, Welcome to him, uh, all ye who listen to this podcast. All ye, all ye. (laughs) All ye, all ye. He is uh, an actor that has been well covered by us in in this segment. Uh, Please welcome my co-host for you talking you two to me. This is Adam Scott. Hello, Adam. Hey, how's it going? To me, are you talking to me? You wait, you talking you talk, to you two to me? Who else would I be talking to? Uh, the, your fans, your oh, family? that reminds me, I would like to say hello <laughs> to my friend, to my family. Uh, to I would, I would also like to say a special hello to my fans. But most of all, Scott, I would like to say hello to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, uh, Adam, thank you very I think much. This That's is very off to special. A great start. This is off to. I'm I'm so glad we're returning to the well. Um, they should start calling this show the Law of Diminishing Returns. Is that? Uh... I believe so. I believe that's accurate. <laughs> Um, it's so good to be here with you. We look, I'm not going to lie. Good. In fact, uh, you have me strapped to a lie detector, which yeah. is very weird to you, be doing this. Well, podcast. right now you're telling the truth. <laughs> have I lied at all? Has the needle jumped at all? You lied earlier. What did I lie about? When you said that you rem- remembered seeing me in Oppenheimer, <laughs> you were lying. I was, I was, I was playing along for a bit, but, um, I'm not going to lie. You and I spent the weekend together we sure did uh out of state out of state that's right we crossed state lines to do what we did do you feel a difference when you cross state lines does your body go through any sort of uh it doesn't feel california anymore it doesn't feel laid back anymore exactly you know i i agree something happens something about it physiological yeah um we are we convened here because we wanted to do a very special episode because over the weekend um we decided we are right we figured we ascertained that we were going to go out of state <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we were we negotiated we knew, well, first of all, we negotiated plane tickets. Oh yeah, boy! And you had a, a bit. You have a funny story about the plane tickets. Oof. You were telling, and in fact, you told this to me 
after the fact, and I was like, save this for the talk shows. Yeah, which I am, so I can't tell it. Well, tell it a little bit here, because I don't think there's a lot of crossover between mm. listen, people who listen to podcasts and people who watch talk shows. Oh, you're right. It's separate Two audiences. totally separate audiences. Both huge audiences. Huge market shares, but they never even meet or talk to each other. No, 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 no. no. They're not in the same house. It's households. almost like different species. Yeah. Species, another good movie. Yeah. By the way, we should have the cast of Species. We should on this podcast. Natasha Henstridge, Michael Madsen, uh, Marg Helgenberger, Marg Helgenberger, Michael Madsen. The most G's of any actor. Are you going to say Michael Madsen? Michael Madsen. Thank you. But Marg Helgenberger, the most G's of any actor. It's a lot of there. G's. So many G's. So many hard G's. Under special skills on her resume, it said lots of G's. <laughs> lots of G's. <laughs> Everyone was like. Hey, what does that mean? Yeah. And she's, she's like, like, well, just well, say my take name. Take a look. <laughs> um, Who else was in that movie? That's a good question. Was Scott Glenn in Species? <sighs> Is this like Scott... an episode of Was Scott Glenn in Species? Yes. Hey everyone, welcome to is Scott Glenn in, was Scott Glenn in Species. Uh, this is Scott. And this is Scott. And this is the podcast where we we have one subject matter. Yeah. And we do deep dives on it. Well, we we do our we put on our detective hats. <laughs> yeah, we get out our magnifying glasses. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, according to my calculations, <laughs> we need to find out if Scott Glenn was in fucking species. Here are the rules. Yeah. We need to both have seen the movie Species. Yep. Which, for my taste, check. I saw it. I saw it in the theater at the at the Galaxy Theater down I here. I saw in LA. it at the uh, Beverly Center. The Beverly Center. What were you doing at the Beverly Center, my good fellow? I was walking around going to see Species. <laughs> were you shopping at the Chess King? Was this well? 1996? I think it is. Wait. What what year did Species come out? This is a, okay. Let me look up Species. But the what this this dovetails into the other rule. We're not allowed to look at Wikipedia about whether Scott Glenn was in Species. I didn't or not. want to look at, Wikipedia. but I I am allowed to look 1995. God damn it! Okay, 1995. So why is there is it a difference? Why this is were 28 you... years ago that Species came out? Can can you imagine something that old? No. Something older than 27? I remember the big deal about Species was the special effects. Sure. Now, every movie has effects. Sure. And, the, and that's, that's baked into the budget. Yeah. And whether you're talking about uh, Citizen Kane sure. or Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Like, guess what? There are effects. There are effects. Like, a uh, robot walks into a room. Yeah. That's an effect. So, uh, uh, Charles Foster Kane walks into a room. That's an that's effect. an effect. At there, anything is an effect, right? A rocket launches into space. Sure. A CGI dinosaur comes and eats a man. That's an effect. That's an effect. <laughs> a a baby, a baby talks, talks, and, and walks around and has encyclopedic knowledge <laughs> about art history. Sure, that is that's an, an effect. effect. Water creatures yeah. come to life yeah. and rise up and cover the entire earth. 
with the, with their farts. Their farts. That's an effect. That is an effect. That's an effect. But every once in a while in a movie, that's right. Something comes around. Oh man! And you're like, this is a special effect. This is special. This is truly, and truly special. It's an effect. It's both. It's both of these things. It's special. And it's an effect. And then, and for a while, people were just like, oh, wow, that's special. And it's an effect. And then some genius, I think it was Howard Hawks. Howard Hawks, yeah. Was like, we should just say these are special effects. This is a special effect. See? See? Wait, did you, in The Aviator, did you play Howard Hawks? Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Because you sounded like your aviator character. That is how I talked. So, like, what are the special effects that have been in movies? Okay, so in Raiders of the Lost Ark, the first right. one, when he picks up his hat. Special effect. Special effect. Uh, oh, there's that scene in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Sure. Where he sits down at the table at the beginning, mm-hmm. and he he kind of, like, tugs on his bow tie a little bit like oh yeah yeah like i remember loosens that. it almost but yeah, doesn't but just kind of yeah. moves it special effect special effect there's a there's a, a part in the new indiana jones in the what did he look after this time the uh the dial of destiny oh the dial of destiny the time traveling dial of destiny that's right okay so the plane mm-hmm. that they're in at the yeah. end when they're traveling Back in time. Back in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going through that big vortex. Just normal effects. Yep. Yeah, th- that w- those were just effects. Those are effects. But then in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, mm-hmm. when he gets into the airplane and he goes, nice try, Lao Shea. And he closes the door and it says Lao Shea Airlines. Yeah. You know they're in trouble. You know they're in trouble because... That is truly a special effect. Special effect. Because they had to buy paint for that. And you try buying a plane that already has Lauche Airlines. They on looked. It. They, they looked everywhere. They looked on eBay. Yep. In stores. That's why that movie was so expensive. So expensive. And eventually they were like, we got to make a special effect out of this. Let's buy fucking paint. They bought I guess. paint. But then what do you do? You just throw paint on the side <laughs> of a plane? Like Jackson Pollock or right. something? It's like, no, no, no they, way. They had to get a stencil. Made expressly for that, and they tried to find a stencil that already said Lauche Airlines. Lauche, no, they no. went to all the stencil stores. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. They're like, "Excuse me, excuse me, no, open. Uh, can uh, you open back up?" This is regarding a Steven Spielberg movie, <laughs> sequel to a very popular movie. Uh, uh, never mind. Just, what do you have? This? Oh no, I'm having a heart attack. Uh, 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 uh. That guy died. They had to find someone else. Someone else to go to the same store. They were like, "Did he make it inside the store and already ask?" And they're yeah. like, we don't know. He died. We he could, passed we on. So now I'm here to ask you, <laughs> please. Okay, I'm here, please. The ambulance is taking the body away. <laughs> There's already another guy there. Mm-hmm. Now, normally they put dead bodies into the, the coroner's no, wagon. No, Into the not, wagon. Or, not that. This was, they're taking what, it in 1984. Oh, they didn't create those yet. There weren't coroners. They didn't have anywhere to put dead bodies. They didn't bodies. have That's corners why. either. No, there were no Everything corners. Everything was round. Yep. That ties into the, our episode. No one was able to show. hang out on street corners. That's right. Just uh, singing doo-wop over uh, burning trash cans. That's right. No one was able to do that until uh, probably 1987, somewhere around there. Yeah, that's when it happened. Yeah. 
Um, in any case, special effects. They ended up having to to buy, like, commission a stenciler. Yeah, for Laosha Airlines. For Laosha Airlines, and then and then the paint that they bought, mm-hmm. which ties into it, then they painted over that and got some. They painted onto the stencil itself, which is fine. Yeah, which is it's they're built for that. Well, first they tried when they couldn't find a plane that said Laosha Airlines. They tried just drawing with a sharpie Laosha Airlines onto Indiana Jones's white tuxedo. Right. Yeah. So he could say. Nice try, Lao Shea. And it says Lao Shea Airlines on his chest. Right. But and everyone, it didn't work. Everyone was sort of like, yeah, I get it. And it yeah. makes sense. Like they're in trouble. But his his tux has it. But then they had to, they were like, okay, well, now we have to add a scene where he goes to the dry cleaners and, and says, like, right. can you get all this off? And they're like, we can't afford. Right now. We can't afford to hire some dry cleaner for a day. Right. You know, the dry cleaners are so expensive. So if, but there, I defy you to ever find a scene of in any movie or TV show set in a dry cleaners. No, there's way too expensive. Way too it's, like yeah. all the because all the headshots that are on the wall, you have to pay for each of those headshots. <laughs> exactly, you have to get in touch with all those stars. Yeah. By the way, every dry cleaner, no matter what city you're in has headshots have you ever noticed that yes i have and they're not hollywood headshots they're headshots of like whoever lives lives in that town that's right they love can i I tell you something yeah i never once have been asked for a headshot from a dry do you carry around headshots in your trunk in case i certainly used to the pamela springsteen ones (laughs) yep i sure did i had a stack of them in my trunk (laughs) so look if you're out there on the street and you spy adam scott and god bless you i hope you do yeah ask him for a shot yeah ask me for an old hs <laughs> but for real once i did at, tell my dry cleaner if they wanted a headshot i would happily give them one <laughs> what did they say they were like uh did they have headshots up oh yeah all over the place i bet at a certain point you got to cut it off because like yeah i think that that's what happened they just had too many and they but so at they, a certain point, if you find out someone passes away, you know, like yeah, you, like yeah. who who's an actor who's passed away? Um, hmm, can't think of any. She's actors are uh, generally uh, immortal. Yeah, I can't. Oh, um, no, he's still alive. Hmm. Well, who who are you think? Who are you thinking of? Charlie Chaplin. Oh yeah, he's still alive. Uh, anyway, we'll Gra- think of one. Wait, Groucho Mar? No, he's still alive. Yeah, he's he's still kicking, still kicking around out there in Fredonia. Oh yeah, I don't know what that means. Uh, I believe it's a reference to one of the Marx Brothers movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we'll we'll uh, we'll think of one. We'll th- we'll get to it. We'll, we'll definitely okay. Get so to anyway, it. Uh, was Scott Glenn? In species, well, I haven't. I have. That's the other rule, and I think I mentioned it or at least alluded to it. We're not allowed to ever find out if Scott Glenn is in species. Why? Through through. Uh, we have our detective hats on, certainly. Yeah. But we're not allowed to look it up. Right. We're not allowed to ask anyone. Okay. We're not allowed to contact Scott Glenn again after the first time. Yeah. Ugh. What about? I have an idea. Yeah. Do you think Kyle Bornheimer would know? Kyle Bornheimer, the actor? Yeah, he's still alive. Um, 
Yeah, I guess he he might know. Should we should we call him? I mean, all right, yeah, you can let's, phone a friend, right? Yeah, I guess we could try to call him. Let's see here. Uh... Hello. Oh, here he is. Oh yeah, just what the doctor ordered. Just exactly what the doctor ordered. Well, you have a bad doctor. You have a very, very. Uh, I'm not sure this is a licensed physician that has, has ordered me up, but I'll I'll do my best. Uh, Kyle, first first things first. Are you able to hear Adam Scott when he talks into this mic? Go ahead, Adam. Testing, testing. One, two, three. Just mellifluous. Yeah. Crystal beautiful. clear. Yeah. As clear as crystal Pepsi. Crystal. Do you know Crystal Pepsi is coming back? Is it coming back? Is it? Really? Yeah. It's in t- just in time. I think that's going to solve everything. That's what we need. Just in time for the for the election. For the election. <laughs> hey, Kyle. Choice of new generation. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. We have a question. Yeah. Was Scott Glenn in Species? Oh, shit. Hey, okay. Here are the rules. You have to have seen Species. Have you seen Species? Yeah, but it was like right when it came out. So well, 20, us too. Twenty-eight years ago. Twenty-eight years ago. Yeah. Um, okay, so check. You can't. You aren't allowed to look it up. Of course. You're not allowed to ask anyone. Sure. You're not allowed to call Scott Glenn like we did. Ah, shit. Okay. Any other rules, Adam? Do you remember? Um. Did you mention the thing about not? Calling Scott Glenn? Yeah, you can't call Scott don't, Glenn. Don't call Scott Glenn. Okay, yeah. never mind. Um, you know, I, and I also, there's a chance I'm getting my screening mixed up with Mimic that came out around the same time. Yeah. Oh, starring Mira Sorvino. Mira Sorvino. Yeah. Because um, this one was Michael Madsen. Natasha, Mark Helgenberger. Mark Helgenberger. Natasha Henstridge. Natasha Henstridge was the, the main, the, on the poster. The titular species. Yeah. She put the tit yeah. in titular. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, she put the special in species. Um, I don't the, think special is in species. It's the spec. Uh, the so wait, okay. she did it on spec? <laughs> she did it on spec, yeah. she that, that was not supposed to be made. She just, she pitched that. <laughs> um, she never so, got paid. I'm going to say I, I would put him in. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Yes. I'm going to go. Yes. On You're going to go. Line. Yes. Yeah. Because they had a, the, the, he was in a lot of movies in that stretch of time. He was. In oh, like, and always lit. Like he was either, you know, he was either like a bureaucrat maybe or he was like in a in a really well lit sci fi thing like like that. Yeah. I, I yeah. see him there. I would have put him in that movie. Or Lance Henriksen. Uh, Lance might have been in it. He was in it. He might have. Wait, is this an episode of Was Lance Henriksen in Species? I believe it is. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Was Lance Henriksen in Species. (laughs) This is Scott. And this is Scott. The last episode we spoke about was Lance Henriksen in Species. This week we're gonna we're gonna break that down. Yeah, this week. Uh, here are the rules, by the way, for this show. We have to have seen Species. Scott, have you seen Species? Oh yeah. Uh, by the way, welcome to our special guest, Kyle Bornheimer, over the <laughs> over the phone. Have you seen Species? Sure. Okay, we can't look it up. No. Or mimic. I've seen the other species or mimic, which counts for God, okay. you throwing mimic into the mix is really confusing me. Yeah, I yeah. know. Because I've seen mimic. Have you seen mimic? 
I've seen Mimic. Chow Young Fat was he in it? In Mimic? That was he was well. No, they were in Replacement Killers. Together, oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Who else was in and Mimic? The, and the replacements that was Keanu, Keanu Reeves and Gene Hackett. Yeah, it was yeah. a footballer. Right. Okay. Not to be mistaken for the commitments, which was had a great music video, which I never, but I'm not sure I ever saw the movie. I well, I saw it, and I was in a commitments cover band for, for a while. <laughs> that was the commitments. The decommits. Huge. <laughs> the decommits. Mm-hmm. What happened to that? Like that movie just disappeared. No one talks well, because, about it anymore. I know it was no. such a big deal. But I remember, like, probably VH1 even more than MTV played that music video. Um, you know, they. Oh, they, yeah. Which was like a scene. Try from a little tender. All right, we're running out of yeah. time. Bye. Bye. Okay, so now we're back. We're back uh, in with Scott Glenn and Species. And our special guest, Kyle Bornheimer, has said that. That he's yes. saying yes. He's saying yes. Okay, interesting. Well, unfortunately, there's no way to find out because we're not yeah. allowed to look it up yeah. or anything. Yeah. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Kyle. Did you just hang up on him? <laughs> Well, that was a that was a really good episode. I wonder how long they're going to keep that uh, that series going. Um, it's pretty good. I mean, that look, it can go as long. It's it's infinite because they'll never find out because they're not allowed to. Not a lot of answers. <laughs> not a lot of answers, but they raised interesting questions. Really, did they really, not? Kind of infinite questions. Yeah. Um, or eternal questions. My eternal flame. Um, okay, so. The reason we're here doing a U2 episode is because uh, we went somewhere this weekend and we did something U2 related, and um, that's pretty exciting, and um, we're going to talk about it, but we need to take a break. What do you think of that? I mean, well explained. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we have to take a break though you oh, know yeah. what i mean no we have to we have to do we it. have to okay so here we go we're gonna come right back when we come back we'll talk about what we did regarding you two. Oh, this is you talking you two to me this is you two and cheat codes with a remix Hey, welcome back. This is a remix of uh, Love is Bigger Than Anything in Your Way. Sounds like something that would be played outside in a pool in Vegas. Yeah. Vegas? Yeah, like one of those pool areas in Las Vegas. They don't have pools in Vegas. Oh, I'm getting it mixed up with some other place. Where do you... Where are you thinking of? Swimming pools? Yeah. Oh, swimming pools. Yeah. Oh, oh. I thought you meant when everyone pools their money together. Oh no, no, no. They don't do that outdoors in uh, in Las Vegas. No, areas. they do that indoors. Yeah. Um. So, uh, by by the way, I've gotten I've gotten a message from Kyle Bornheimer that he's staying off all websites and socials <laughs> until so that he does not 
So he doesn't know if, if Scott, Scott Glenn, Glenn is, in species. is in species. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm fairly certain that either Scott Glenn or Lance Henriksen is in species. It feels like it, but I, I, I yeah. just don't know. Well, we'll never know. We'll never know, unfortunately, because the rules. Who set those rules? You. Oh, right. But they're they're we, they're good. We rules. need to abide by them. Yeah, we they're excellent do. rules. Um, so the reason we're here and doing an emergency episode and getting right to it and I getting right say. to it, my man, is uh, we. I'm not going to beat around the bush any longer. We saw hashtag U2 UV sphere. We sure did. That's right. U2 UV sphere at the sphere. U2 Still UV. not clear on what the UV is all about. We Okay, so we're... I'm going to start in media res, okay? And not... And, yeah. And we'll, we'll get back to how we got there and all that kind of stuff. But we're driving up. We're looking at the sphere. It says U2 UV. And we're both like... We hadn't even thought about it. We're like, what does this even fucking stand for? Yeah. I mean, there Ultraviolet. is... There is a song, Ultraviolet, parentheses, Light My Way, on Actung Baby... Maybe, but but let's back up. Yeah, I started in media res. I hooked you. Let's back up. Yeah, we got to cover because it's been a minute. Yeah, who are we even talking about? Oh, have we not? I I don't think we've. Oh, I'm so, we're so sorry. Yeah, we have to jump jump it. Start from the beginning. Let's start from the beginning. Catch us up. We're talking about the fo- the four lovable lads from Liverpool. That's right. There, you you know them well. They come from Liverpool, England, mate, and they got together and they started a band. And in what early sixties? The early sixties. They uh, uh, they first they traveled to Hamburg, Germany. Oh yeah. Well, that's uh, where they got their ten thousand hours as and their ten thousand hamburgers. That's right. And they, by the way. They've lived off those 10,000 hamburgers. Still eating them. Since then. <laughs> and there's four of them. Yeah. So they only had 2,500 burgers a piece. A lot of burgers, bro. No, it was the same amount of burgers, just they had to split them up. No, I know, but- Are you still... saying they had 40,000 hamburgers? I've never even thought about this. It's 10,000 each. Oh, 10,000 a piece. They wouldn't still have them if it was 10,000 split up. Oh, okay, They would so... have finished them back in the 70s. And they've eaten them for every meal. Every meal. And they're still going, still going, still chomping those bergs, still chomping. Yeah, they maybe some some meals they only have one bite. Yeah, maybe or s- a salad. You know, sure. May, or maybe they say, you know what, I'm just going to have eggs and bacon today. Sure. You know, and or put, put a pin in that hamburger. Yeah. Or maybe they're like, hey, you know what, I'm I'm going to have some pasta tonight. Yeah. Just something <laughs> super light. Pot roast. Sure. Some some days they do that. Tonight I'm just gonna have baked Alaska. <laughs> just baked Alaska. Um, just crab Louie. Yep. You know, tonight. Clams Casino. That's all I'm having for the for this evening. <laughs> have you ever had Clams no. Casino? I didn't even hear about it until maybe a year ago. I heard about it in a movie and had to find out what it was. There's it seems there, disgusting. Yeah, what what it was in something recently. I think that's how I heard about it, right? Philip Seymour Hoffman orders it in, I can't remember which movie it is. Something recently? No. Like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. I don't oh, wait, wait, wait. Was it uh, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead? No. It wasn't. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. 
Is this a, an episode <laughs> of I Love Films? I think it is. Hey, everyone. Welcome to I Love Films. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're talking about films mm. here. Mm, mm, mm. Some of the greats. You know, you just say the word film. And for me, anyway, it evokes imagery. It does. It remind it it to me. It's like you go into the shower. Yeah, you wash yourself off, and then yeah. it leaves that little bit of residue. A film, a film, and that's what we we talk about on this show. Just that shower film. That's right. That's I what, love films. I love it. Wait, we've this is our thirty eighth episode or something. Uh-huh. I don't think we've ever explained to the audience that that's what we're talking about when we talk about this. Is, we, has that not been clear? I don't think. I think. I think because we talk about movies, movies which we hate. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan of those. Um, they they've assumed that we're talking about those. Oh, because those are case, also, those are also known as films. If I think? that's the case, it's a wild misunderstanding. <laughs> Sorry, no. We're here talking about the residue you leave. Shower film. Shower film. Bathtub film. Just I love little... film. Yeah. Come on, guys. Catch up. <laughs> it's not that fucking hard. Yeah. I mean, what? You don't love films? I guess it depends which body wash you're using, but I Jesus, guess. But come on. You don't like Let's you, go. You don't love it the minute you step out of a shower and you're like, look at all that shit I left behind. Get with the program. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I love films. Yeah. And uh, I love leaving them in other people's houses, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Taking a shower and leaving that film behind. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's not a single house I've ever been in where I haven't said, mind if I take a little shower shower? Mind if, mind if I leave a film or two? <laughs> oh. All right. Bye. Bye. transformative episode <laughs> wow that's a, a big left turn they took end of an era <laughs> beginning of a new one i hope yeah um why are we talking about what are we talking about uh oh yeah 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 so they um so the uh the band u2 they started in hamburg they eat hamburgers every day yep. other, other than when they still don't. eating those burgers still eating them today they went on they made a bunch of movies like uh help and uh hard days night uh, hard days night and then they hard cut to the 80s they took the 70s off didn't uh make any music got back together like late 70s late 79 i think yeah. they got back together and then um we're like uh, hmm. Let's give this band thing another try. Yeah. Why don't we? Oh, should we explain who who the guys are in the band? Like them? Yes. Band so the band? people we're talking about, of course, on lead vocals, and he shakes his butt. Sure. I mean, you, it's part of the job description. <laughs> Look, if you if you are a rock and roll front man oh. or front person. What are you going to do? Say, um, I refuse to shake my butt, please. This butt shall be totally immobile for this performance. Like, if you're shaking the rest of your bod, how do you keep your butt still? <laughs> Can you imagine if you go see the Rolling Stones? Wait a minute. Is this an episode of you popping my stones? I believe so. Uh, 
Hey everyone, welcome to You Popping My Stones. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're talking about, hey, look, You Popping My Stones. Listen, I have one question for you. Are you popping my stuff? <laughs> and hopefully you only have one answer. And that's yes. Yeah, you are. That's in the affirmative. <laughs> now, the cool thing is, there's a bunch of cool things about this. One of them is, the Stones have a new album coming they out. They do. Have you heard it, either of the songs? Uh-huh. Uh, I like the Lady Gaga one. I like them both. I like, I like them both. I really like that single. The, uh, the... Angry. The first one. Yeah, yeah. I like, I, I... I like them both, but I I think I like I prefer the Lady Gaga Stevie mm-hmm. Wonder one, mm-hmm. and y- you hear that combo and go like uh, I don't Stevie know Stevie Wonder Stevie. Did you say Stevie Wonder? I, yeah, the combo of Stevie and Wonder. <laughs> yeah, no, but he, Stevie he, Wonder's on that track. Yeah, he plays oh, the, the keyboards know. on it. But you hear that combo of Stevie and Wonder, and you're like, Whoa, I wonder. I don't, I, I don't who, know. Does that work? I wonder who Stevie is. <laughs> and uh, then you're like, then you read it front to back, and you're like, Oh, I got my answer. Uh, it's Stevie Wonder. It. Um, she sounds great. That track's really cool. It's really long and fun and big. Yeah. And, and she, and it's not like a duet as much as she's sort of doing backup backups. Yeah. Sort of like that one song was like, what song is that? Uh, but, ang- but angry, the like big single was uh-huh. super catchy. But back to my point, can yeah. you imagine seeing the Rolling Stones? The house lights go down, and an announcer comes on and says, For this performance of the Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger will not be shaking his butt tonight. Right. Please. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Is not going to happen. Is this story taking place on planet Earth? <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe the Rolling Stones are off there playing dang Mars or something. Yeah, maybe if they were, you know... Given a free concert on Neptune. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, uh, Uranus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Uranus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because it's yeah, butt. butt. Butthole. Yeah, yeah. Butthole. Okay, yeah. bye. Bye. You popping my stones, it's been a while. I know. I haven't heard from those Really guys good show. Really great show. That's one of my favorites. Um... Yeah, so uh, you got uh, on lead singer duties. He does the vowels. Oh, man. He does the consonants. Yeah, and he projects them out of his throat into a microphone. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. I, I would say a good fifty-five, fifty-six percent of the time, he's doing it into a microphone. That's right. What's his name, Adam? You got to be talking about Bonobos. <laughs> you got it. At this point. That's we've, our guy. We've whittled it down to only bonobos at this point. That's that's the only possibility uh-huh. when you have all those descriptors. And then um, he's got four chords and maybe the truth. Yeah, that's all you need. And then he learned a bunch of other chords. He probably knows. Like nine chords and the truth. I think at this point, he probably knows more than nine. I mean, he's like, let's How go many through. chords are there? Okay, well, let's. there's A. Mm-hmm. There's B, uh, A sharp. Oh, got to go to A sharp. Okay. There's B. Is there A flat? Uh, there is A flat. Yeah. B, B, B. Now sharp. there's no B sharp. There's no B sharp. C goes to C huh. immediately. Um, and then C sharp, D, yeah, D sharp, E, F goes to F. No E sharp. Then F. Sharp, 
and then we already no, then G, and then we already did A flat, right? Okay, so that's twelve right there. Yeah, and then you do minors of all of those. That's twenty four. Okay, and then you do like six sustains. That's like thirty six. Hmm. Then you do minor sevenths. That's forty eight. You just do regular sevenths. That's sixty. He knows all of those, obviously. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Uh, why does he have to know all of them? I mean, he's a professional musician. You'd think he'd know. Like, Got if it. someone were to shout out at him in the middle of a U2 show and be like, hey, I'm not going to say his name yet, but, hey, my guy, play an A-flat minor sustained seventh. And he's like, oh, yes, sir, right away. He's got to be able to bust that Yeah. Up. Because that's that uh, in a professional uh, world, that stuff happens. It happens all the time. You have to time. be ready. Yeah. Especially at a concert. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, especially, yeah. Especially at a concert. <laughs> the guy the guy you're talking about? Yeah. The guitarist. The guitarist of the band Q2. Especially at a concert. Why not? Yeah, no, it's that's that's, that's where that's like, that stuff happens. Yeah. What uh what what's this guy's name? We're talking Fedge. Edge. Fedgy, Fedgy baby, the rock and roller. Yeah, that's his nickname, the rock and roller, the jazz man of the group. He's def- wrong guy. He's definitely he plays rock and roll instead of jazz, if that's what you mean. That's what I mean. <laughs> of course, that's what I mean. That's what you meant. And then on uh, four strings, sometimes four strings are better than six. Oh man, you have of course the spiritual heart of the band. Yeah. The jazz man. The ja- in the sense that he plays jazz, yes, if that's what you meant. Yes. Yeah. That's always what I mean. Yeah. You know him. You love him. Who Who are we talking about, Adam? The one and only Adam Clay, 2,000 pounds. That's right, my man. And then backing him up, pounding the skins. Like no one else can. Like no one else should. We're talking. Larry Mullen Sr.'s son. The best. The best. And comprise these four comprise one singular unit. You too. You too. That's right. So that's who we're talking about. We um we went to go see them play. <laughs> yeah, we went to a concert. <laughs> that's and decided to do a show about it. That's it. <laughs> um, it was pretty good. It was great. Let's break it down. Let's break bro. it down. So we were uh obviously I think we did we even talk about it on the last episode? I can't remember, but um we uh they they've been they opened up the uh, venue in Las Vegas called the Sphere. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about the Sphere. Mm-hmm. It is uh it looks like kind of a half circle, right? Yeah, it looks like a sphere. Yeah, except you can't see the bottom. I assume that there's a basement. Which there is. is. The, the basement has a rounded floor. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's where they keep all their old junk there. They're like, well, it has to be a sphere. Uh-huh. And everything that's on wheels just rolls to the yeah. center. They have old toys down there. Yep. And books and that's shit. That's right. Um, but it's a it's a spherical venue that uh, no one has been really inside. We were yeah. the, We were the first people... Led inside, by the way. That's right. 
everyone had been outside. We had to come three weeks early. <laughs> and they were like, all right, come on in. And we waited for three weeks. But um, so we were, we they're doing what, a residency? How many shows are they doing? I think they're doing like five weekends or six weekends. They're doing Friday and Saturday nights. Is I that what it is? I think or it is. Sundays yeah. as well? Or? No, I think it's just two, like, because right. they, I think it's two shows a week. And they're going through December. They may extend it or something yeah, like that. But it, sure. it's the f- the first thing to happen at this venue, which yes. is a many billions of dollars that uh, they they put into this venue in order to make it. And um, this was the first band to ever do it. And we were sort of debating, were we not? We were like, do we go on opening night or yeah. do we wait until they've ironed out the kinks? Yeah. Because the last time they or one of the last times they opened a big show in Vegas, I think the last time they opened their tour in Vegas was, of course, Pop Mart. Oh, that's right. And that was a pretty famously difficult uh, opening night where- uh, The lemon? They got stuck in the lemon, I think, for 15 minutes. Yeah. um, And uh, it was kind of tentative. And so we were sort of like, eh, do we do it opening night or do we go? This is going to be a very technical show. Yeah. Do we a lot of uh, wait. not only effects but special effects? A lot of special ones. Um, so do we wait and see it? And so and 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 you and I talked about it, and I was like, well, because I think you brought it up to me two weeks before it was mm-hmm. going to happen, and, and was, it was kind of last minute. It was last minute. Yeah, you brought it up two weeks before it was going to happen. I said, I think at this point it's a little tough for us to figure out yeah. childcare. Yeah, as uh, uh, you know, that's it's pretty short notice. And we were like, yeah, okay, let's definitely not do it. Yeah. And then um, five days before you texted me and said, hey, I think we should do it. (laughs) Well, what had happened was we were invited and said, no, thanks. We said not only no, but fuck no. Yeah. We'll wait a few weeks and go a different weekend. Yeah. Thinking we'll wait till the show's like, uh, yeah, tight. Which is high and like, tight, whatever. And then we started hearing a bunch of friends were going, and yeah. it was like, oh. and then our then our good friend and previous guest on the show, Lance uh, Henriksen, yep, <laughs> of species, <laughs> of fame. species and mimic. No, uh, uh, Lance Bangs texted us and was like, "Hey, I'm at rehearsals for this thing. Are you guys coming? It's pretty amazing." Yeah, and um, some some friends were definitely going and you were talking to them and you, you said like, Hey, I think we should go. Yeah. So I cool up was away and I texted her and said, what do you think about this for this weekend? And she was, she said, Oh no, you just go. Uh, cause you know, we just thought it was impossible. Yeah. And the more we started thinking about it, it sounded awesome. <laughs> it sounded, good. I know. Same with us. We we're like, why are we not, <laughs> why are we doing not this? doing this? Yeah. Like being invited on opening night to see this incredible right. spectacle. And it's going to be all over social media. It'll yeah. Be spoiled. It's be spoiled. Yeah. So we were just like, okay, can we do it? And so we, we put together a plan very last minute, uh, my sister-in-law graciously uh, agreed That's to- That's great that you guys, we have teenagers, so we don't really need child yeah, care. Yeah. So it's way easier for us. No, and this was our first experience of being out of town yeah. um, with a with a uh, Nepo baby. And- um, Right. So- Who already has a podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, where she breaks down nursery rhymes. That's right. <laughs> Every episode. It's a special effect. <laughs> Um, so we, we said, fuck it, let's just do it. And then the mad scramble to figure out, you know, hotel and travel and all that happened. And you have a great story. Oh man. 
I told you this, uh, I think it was before the concert. I think at the incredible party that was happening yes. in the sphere. In the sphere, yes. The that pre- we were not let into, <laughs> but then let into. I told you this story and you said, if talk shows, I am saving it for a talk show. But gonna, since they're two different I'm audiences, tell you I think kind you can of the, spoil it a little yeah, bit. Two here. completely different audiences. I'll tell you the five cent version. The five cent version? Yeah. The nickel tour. Okay. <laughs> That's the five second version. The five second version, <laughs> which is what you're hoping for. Um, we had a flight at noon to go out to <laughs> oh, Las Vegas. Great. And I can already picture it. Wait, like no. The, our flight was at 2.30 in the oh afternoon. Oh my God, even better. I can two, picture this even more. The clock... I can see the 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 tiny hand right past the two, and then the big hand down at the six. Yeah, which means you, you should probably get to the airport at least by one thirty if you're uh, if you're doing it right. You know what you're doing, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, savvy travelers know get to the airport before the plane takes off. Yeah, at least five minutes before it takes yeah. off. Yeah. So anyway, flight is at two thirty. This is so good already. Or no, one thirty. I don't oh, remember. This is great. This is even better because now I'm picturing the tiny hand right past the right one. Right past the one. And then the other one. The other one who stayed where exactly where it is, just right down the barrel of the six. But I get a notification at 9 a.m. that says our flight has been delayed till four. No, no, no. Ah, 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 4 ah. p.m. That, now that's. So that already screws up our dinner plans in Las Vegas. Yeah. With you guys and but, Liz Banks and her husband Max. Because if we if if you're if you take off at four, you land at five, we have dinner resies at six. At six. And we're rizzed up and we have resies. We have the resbo. We, have the we resbo. don't have time to go to the hotel. I mean, yeah, and you freshen have, up. Technically you have time because it's only like fifteen minutes from the airport. Like Okay, Scott, but I wanna go But you wanna wash your ass. Yeah. I just got a double vax. I need to take a nap. I'm right. not. I'm feeling did you get a wiped du- out. Did you get the double right before? The right Dublé? before the Dublé vax. So, so if you die in the middle of this podcast, we know why. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, I go on southwestair.com. Great website. By the way, <laughs> listen. I go there every day. Anyway, if you're surfing the web, so there much is fun. No better spot. Find the 10:30 flight. I go to Liz and Max and I say, guys, our flight's delayed. How? Because they were on the same flight. There's a 1030. There's no way we can do this, right? And Liz goes, I'm into it. Let's do it. So Mm -hmm. I go back. I get our tickets there. I tell Naomi, we got to go now. We got to get your fucking shit together. We pack. We get out the door. I text them again they're like no we couldn't we couldn't get tickets we're on the noon or whatever so we're solo on this mission you're oh you're solo bolo i mean you're with each other short story uh made long we <laughs> i love that part. yeah no, save that for the talk show yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i can just i can imagine you saying that to kimmel i was road testing it i think it works <laughs> we made it we got on that plane land in vegas eleven thirty. good to go i was able to go to the hotel Sleep off my vaccination tiredness. And then, and then, then what? And then woke up. Uh huh. And, uh, made it to the show on time. (laughs) It was pretty great. Wow. And then, and then 
at the show, we, we all get into a car together. We drive over there. Mm-hmm. You remember this. Yeah. We get out. We get in. Go up to this little cocktail party that they had. Um, and then I tell you the story about yeah. our... Uh, our and, y- the- and it was... It was probably, you told it right now, even better than when you told it to me then. Thank you. <laughs> With so much, so many more great details, like the part where you were misremembering when your yeah, flight that's was. fun. I'm going to, I think I might bring it to UCB and just try it out a little bit. Like yeah, kind of yeah. sharpen the corners. A night with Adam Scott. Yeah. And his tale of woe. <laughs> we, the part I love too is like, Liz and Max, they missed the flight. Yeah, and they couldn't get the tickets. They because missed because I had already gone on and gotten the two you, remaining. You tickets. got the two remaining, but then they get there on time anyway. Yeah, they I got love there. it. They got there <laughs> even before us. Yeah, and we all because our flight was at one, and we were, and we were all fine. we were all like freshened up and ready to go and went to dinner. We went and to it, dinner, was no yeah. problem. Yeah, and then we ate um, a single oyster apiece. Yep, and then went to the show. <laughs> That's right. And that's all we remember. <laughs> and then just unconscious. Because the oysters were bad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about what we thought about um, the sphere, U2 UV at the sphere. Those oysters were actually great. They were, yeah. yeah. We haven't said what the, the name of the restaurant is, um, so we can say they were shitty and no one will care. That's right, but they were great. But the the restaurant knows we were there. They yeah. don't want, they don't want to hear that. They're listening right now. It was great. All the food was All great. The, it was amazing. All right, we're gonna come right back. We're gonna talk about all, our Olive Garden. Olive Garden. They loved us. We're gonna talk about all of this show. We'll be right back with more. Of you talking? You two to me. Welcome back. That's the band U2. Welcome back. You talking U2 to me. And um, we're talking about um, the band U2 and the fact that we went to this uh, uh, Sphere show. Now, the good people at uh, Madison Square Garden hooked us up with the tickets. We mm-hmm. want to thank them. Mm-hmm. Do you have a specific person that you want to thank, or do you want to keep that seek? Uh, yeah. No. Let's it keep would... it close to the vest. Sure. You know what I mean? We don't want random assholes hitting this person up going like, oh, I heard you got Scott and Scott tickets. Where are our tickets? That's right. No, it was great, and uh, it was it was really nice of them. Really nice. They... they um, Hooked us up with uh, a very nice uh, suite there in yeah. the uh, in the luxury suites, yeah. um, and um, and let's talk about the the sphere itself. Yeah. So we it's it's uh, it takes up two city blocks. Does it really? Yeah. Wow. I was yeah, counting. Huge. I was like one, two. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> um, and um, you walk into it. Yeah, and we were sort of like, "Oh, I thought this place was round because it looks um, just like a regular concert venue." Yeah, sort of, like in a with way. like, but it, tiers and levels, levels and elevators yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't have a round ceiling, and you're it's just... definitely high. It's it's not as um, it's not like an arena where it because an arena is what like five city blocks. Like this is really it's it's much kind of takes up less surface area on well, it's definitely the round. actual s- street though. 
No, but it's incredibly high and not quite as wide as like a basketball arena. Right, right. Yeah. So so I was kind of like, oh, it's small. Is it small and it's not round? I couldn't quite tell. From and the inside. Yeah, from, the in, from, from, from before you get into the venue, yeah. the actual seating area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they do with it is um, it's a sphere that they bisect sort of diagonally um, from the top down it's sort of like on a rake sort uh-huh. of like a regular theater where they're uh the, you know the 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 lower you get the closer to the floor you get yeah. so so when you walk into the actual seating area yeah it's round as hell oh yeah and i mean you can't you couldn't get more round no unless you were a circle itself <laughs> sure and if you're a circle why are you bothering listening yeah. to us come on go enjoy circle time yeah um but yeah so it's it's and then the other interesting thing is, and there's only one other interesting thing, um, it seats as many people as the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, it's huge. It's in there. huge in there. And and when you're when before you enter the actual seating area, you're kind of like, oh, uh, this isn't what I expected. When you get in, it's giant, and uh, just a, an enormous venue. And yeah. we had we had wonderful seats about uh, in the boxes, maybe a third of the way up or something yeah. like that at a nice vantage point where you could see it's this great. everything. So, so the thing about the sphere is it's made up the entire, like outside and inside are made up of these, uh, led video screens. Yeah. The, with the sharpest resolution known to man, but the one on the outside is a different kind of led than the inside, isn't it? I have no idea. Oh, I'm not okay. a scientist. Okay. Go You're talk, not an LED Go talk scientist. to fucking Stephen Hawking if you want answers can't. on this one. I can't. Um, but uh, so the outside is transmitting like when you're just in Vegas and you're driving by, it's either like showing an ad for what's happening that night or sometimes they'll they'll broadcast stuff on it. And I guess during the show itself, I hear that it's it's synced up with the show oh, with what's cool. happening and showing various things. That's cool. But, um, so you walk into this venue and we, and we sit down and, um, they gave us free backpacks from the sphere and there was, uh, drinks and, and a lot of sushi out there. And I just started loading up my backpack with sushi. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, Hey, can you get, can we get a few more plates of this? I was just like, I want a little road. Sushi. Max did right when we walked in, he's like, Oh, and he just ate two pieces of sushi. <laughs> I was like. We just ate. <laughs> we just ate a giant like, fucking. Meal. I am full. I don't know why I did that. Well, not only that, but but later on we went to an after party and you were like, "I'm starving." I was starving, and you I had like a why. bunch of fries yeah, and stuff I just like ate that. I'm French like, fries. we had the most giant fucking Italian meal of our lives. But yeah, no, I just I filled it up with a little road sushi. Oh, that's good. And um, that's why you weren't hungry the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so so uh, you sit down and and the the. Fear the the walls of it are like it's sort of like Mad Maxian industrial kind of it look it's it's sort of like rust rusted metal panels. It looked like concrete. Yeah, concrete or but it, the, it looked the, metal. It looked like a little like rusty metal or and something. And this like concrete that. wall kind of went from the floor, like behind the stage, all the way up past where a ceiling would usually be right. because it's round it goes all and the at way the, at the top of the the sphere there's like a hole uh with 
a skylight sort of and Kulop is like is that open air and I was like I don't think it would be open air yeah. because I think the rain or instead like you know I just plus the set for sounds and all that I don't yeah. think it's open air but we're kind of looking at this hole going like what is that yeah what is it so it's all it's all just sort of like it looks like Thunderdome yes. essentially and um, there's a stage down at the bottom and there's also a, a car being sort of driven around by a DJ who's like DJing before the show. Yeah, Zoo TV car. Right, the Zoo TV car, right. Um, I didn't see the the uh, that tour, so. Is oh, that- yeah, th- those were all over hanging all over the stage. And it was kind of one of the, It's a, they have them in the Octune Baby album art. They have oh, some okay. of those minis. And you drive one, right? That's what you drive. That's what I drive exclusively. Yeah, with all the your headshots in the back. Mm-hmm. So a DJ was in one of those Octane right. Baby Zoo TV cars. And he's he's playing certain songs and trying to get the crowd to sing along at one point hilariously. He's like, are you ready for you too? And everyone goes, yeah. And he goes, well, they're not coming out yet. Yeah, like 15, <laughs> like, 20 more minutes. Yeah, it's like, dude, that is DJ yeah, <laughs> like rule 101. Yeah. Just of like, don't say, are you ready for the band before they're ready to come out? Um, but eventually he gets uh, toted off, and um, and so the band comes out, and they start playing Zoo Station. Yeah. And um, what they're doing is they're, they're projecting, they have these big, big lights in front of them. They're projecting shadows on the back of the, on the back of the wall. And they do that whole song, Zoo Station, with the shadows on the back of the wall. And it's like, oh wow, this is cool. This is really cool. Um, but the shadows were video was animation. Was it? I can't yeah. tell. Oh, okay. It was yeah. animation. Okay. Yeah. So we didn't know that, but it just it it it, it looks appe- cool. It looks like they're shadows. Yeah, but yeah. it appears they're just doing like a big show in the middle of a Thunderdome kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the next song starts and it's the fly. Um, not by the way. The no, Je- it, the Z- Jeff Goldblum in fly. Zoo Station. Right at the beginning, cracks start appearing. Oh, in was that? that oh, I thought it was wall. in Fly. Oh, okay. No, it was in the first song. Yeah. Okay. So, so suddenly the wall, you see smoke coming out of it, and it starts to sort of crack and crumble a yeah. little bit, and then it just splits open and uh starts to to move and come apart and you realize like no this isn't metal or concrete or anything like that this is just a video projection of that stuff and the hole in the ceiling that we were looking at was all fake yeah um the skylight was all fake everything was fake and it just like starts to split open and then it turns into like the zoo tv kind of iconography yeah uh, of all the flashing imagery and um and it's like I don't know, 10 stories high of this of this video. It's crazy. Yeah. And it was a cool introduction of the screen because of how it works. Yeah, and, yeah. it kind of introduced us to it and started getting us comfortable with it before they started going absolutely nuts with it. Right. Yeah. So it it the first song, yeah, they're they're it splits apart and then they're showing four separate video screens of each of the members. Yeah. Um and then it just starts kind of going crazy for the next 10 songs yeah. where each song they, they do something really weird with the video screens yeah. and something mind blowing. And yeah. 
you you've seen some of the videos on TikTok um, and other social media sites. Maybe you've been on Southwest.com. Yeah, and they've they've embedded. That's one. where I uploaded all of my photos. <laughs> sure. Hey, this was my trip. They Southwest did a great job getting me there, and this is what I saw. <laughs> but um, some of some of the things that happened list some of the highlights for you. Um, I mean the the fly was the second song, and because they did. The show was focused on the album Octoon Baby. Baby. Yeah, and they play they play the entirety of the album, but not in order. Yeah, they play it out of order, which I thought was interesting mm-hmm. and worked. I thought perfectly well doing other, it. Other than one part, we'll talk about later. I um, thought, but. but the fly was the second song, and the fly really is what blew everyone's mind. Kind of right out of the water was the all the imagery of the numbers and letters and going all the way up and they created yeah. a tunnel effect uh in the ceiling oh and yeah then... so so and maybe you've seen this on social media they they have all these like numbers and stuff flashing across the screens and then they do this optical illusion which makes it seem like this the top of the sphere is coming down on top like of the ceiling is the ceiling is lowering i think the shape of the screen of the sphere uh makes it so they can create 3d effects with it yeah it's it's i was i was looking at the video going like oh okay what they're doing is and and kulap was telling me that the goal of the sphere was they wanted to to have people be able to experience virtual reality without goggles yeah and that's what it sort of is they're creating these optical illusions using the sphere shape to make it seem as if like all this stuff is coming out in 3d at you and it really felt strange like that was part of the excitement of the whole night was being there and being able to look around and watch people experience this new feeling for the first time it was a brand new it was a lot experience it was a lot like going to the minions ride at universal studios or seeing the minions movie or just seeing the minions in the wild or just thinking about the minions just thinking about the Minions. it was a lot like that yeah and so sometimes like i've come home after the show and i've just thought about the minions i'm like yeah this is, this is like a what it was. Experience. <laughs> um, so there was that. There was there was one part where they, you know, they were really leaning into the whole Vegas of it mm-hmm. all. How uncool it is, kind of, for a band there of their generation to be in Vegas, yeah. but they're like doing what they used to do with the irony thing of like yeah. leaning into like, oh, Las Vegas, yeah. Elvis. I was like, finally. You too is talking about Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hoped they would. I know. But they had a whole montage of uh various movies that were set in Vegas and Yeah, people... even better even better than the real thing was the yeah. big Elvis collage. Collage. Uh, and even they were using like Ocean's 11 uh sections and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, and the Elvis the Baz Luhrmann Elvis movie. Yeah, Baz, been... yeah, so they were and that was this is where I started getting very seasick. Oh, you did? Yes. So uh, I have a hard time with like Transformers, the ride. Yeah, me Harry too. Potter I can't type do stuff. that stuff. Yeah. So that was a collage of things moving downwards. Yeah. And then the stage, which you find out later also is totally made up of video screens, yep. was moving in the opposite direction. That's right. And I had to look away and basically look at fixed points, which were the audience. Yep. I just like had to look at the audience the entire time yeah. because I was getting a little bit queasy, especially yeah. since I had a bit of a bumpy plane ride there. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was certainly the uh, the kind of the most to look at was that uh, even better than the real thing. That really 
and I can see I I I could see getting starting to feel a little motion sickness. I didn't, but I understand yeah. why you would. So they they run through Zoo Station, the fly, even better than the real thing. They go into mysterious ways. Um, was that where the thunder was? I can't remember exactly. Like uh, lightning and lightning, stuff? lightning yeah, and stuff maybe. like that. Uh, and then they go into one, right? Um, and until the end of the world, and who's going to ride your wild horses? Like all of the hits, yeah. basically front loaded. Until the end of the world, maybe that was the light. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I can't recall. Um, and then suddenly a big sort of like magician's handkerchief kind of uh-huh. rope comes down from the ceiling, and yeah. there's a giant balloon that is being projected onto the screens that Bono is like sort of holding. Well, not projected, but is well, the balloon, in the video screen. Yes. The yes. balloon is animated. I consider video screens to be projections. Yes. Well, if it was, and that's I think the thing. If it was projection, it would have looked shitty. But this yeah. was all video, so it looked like. I also think real. your anger towards me is also projection. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I just wouldn't want to affect their ticket sales by make, <laughs> by people thinking it was oh, this projection. Is projection. Oh, forget it. I'm not going. Um, yes, the the balloon is on the video screen, but the 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 rope that appears to be tied to it is coming down from the ceiling, and Bono is sort of like holding it and walking around. And then in a an interesting and perhaps confusing part, uh, they a woman was called up from the stage, but yeah. he didn't point at them. It was seemed to, she seemed to be pre-screened or something. Yeah, maybe she I, just comes up and he's like, "Let's go for a walk," and gives her this the the string and they. Oh, walk this her. is during. Um, this is during trying to throw your arms yeah, around yeah, the world. That's right. And they they walk around the stage in kind of an awkward manner, and then he's like. All right, let's go for a swing. And she, I don't think she heard him. And she's like, okay, what? goodbye. And yeah. she starts to go off the stage. She's like, no, 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 come back. And then she's like, what? And then he puts her on, it like opens up into like a sort of a swing and she gets on this swing. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting here thinking, going like, okay, if she starts to do like Cirque du Soleil rope tricks, right? great bit. Yeah. Where they've like faked us out, faked us out, but with her going, what, huh? You know, and trying to leave like all that is great for, and I've seen Cirque du Soleil bits where there's a plant in the audience and they do shit like that. But no, she was legitimately confused. Yes. And then she gets on to the swing and Bono starts pushing her around. And And everyone's, I was nervous that she looks frightened. Yeah. And she's swinging around and narrowly missing Fedge. Every who's like scooting his butt around trying to get out of her way. Shaking his butt. <laughs> and uh, um, I think it made everyone nervous. <laughs> yes, because it didn't seem like they had it. It was opening night. It didn't yeah. seem like they had it really all that. Either out. conceptually or practically. <laughs> right. They had quite figured out what this was. So at this point, they're, they're eight songs in and I'm kind of going like, I'm wondering how you felt about it because... Um, I sort of start feeling like, wow, this is more of a multimedia experience, almost like going to a laser show than a concert in a way. Because, like, first of all, it's the first time anyone has seen this stuff. Everyone has their phones out taking videos yeah. and, and stuff, which when you go to a concert now is like, you know, par for the course pretty much. But it started to feel a little like U2 was playing this thing and which was 25% of the experience, mm-hmm. right? Because the screen is so massive so big. and doing so much stuff. Yeah. Um, and so then they, they, Bono says, like, hey, we're going to take a break from Octung Baby. Mm-hmm. And um, 
they they play an acoustic set, sort of like on their their last tour that we saw, where they go down to the little tiny stage. Yeah, and they play. So then they did an acoustic set of all Rattle and Hum songs. Yeah, they did All I Want Is You, Desire, Angel of Harlem, and then Love Rescue Me, which and, is great to hear those those songs. And they turn the sort of screens off a little bit, yeah. or only pretty much show like one projection of of the band but on it. For that section, they didn't even really do that. I thought that they had, there was just one circle of of like a close up of Bono during for, it or something for some of it, and then some yeah, of it yeah. there was nothing. But it was it was pretty much them saying like, "Hey, we're still here. Yeah. We're here too." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like this is still a rock show. Like yeah. uh, we're going to turn off all the Sturm and Drang. Yeah, and um and that was cool. And that that was sort of what I needed because I was kind of like, uh, this is very overwhelming, but yeah. it's not feeling. It was sensorily overwhelming. And then um, Max turns to you and says, "Like, why did they turn the video screens off?" Yeah, he was like, "Are they, are they out of ideas?" <laughs> Which I just thought would be such a funny thing to open the sphere, and they're eight songs in, and then they're like, "Well, what do we do fucking next?" Oh shit! Oh well, we don't have any more ideas. Oh well, well. I thought it was an an interesting, you know, just because the the weird thing was that the stage that they're actually playing on. Is not much bigger than the second stage yeah. that they've been playing the, on for the entire show, 25 years. The entire show they play in a pretty small stage because everything else is taking up so much space. By the way, they they're playing on a circular stage, and at one point Bonobos goes like This stage was conceptualized by Brian Eno. Oh boy. Here we fucking go. Old sourpuss himself. So what? He designed a circle? Yeah. Thanks, bro. I saw a photo of Brian Eno with a mini turntable and like, like gesticulating, talking about. And did it. he have a light bulb above his head? Yeah. Like, oh, what if I did this circle? So, so it so it looked sort of like a turntable, and the the center, center re, the center revolved unlike unlike a real turntable where the 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 record part yeah, of it would. But revolve. the center it created a cool effect for that first song where Bono's Bono's hanging on the mic and revolving around yeah. and stuff. But I wonder if they tried having the the, the band bigger moving. part. Yeah, and they were like, "Fuck this." It seemed like it because when when I first saw this band setup and it was on a circle, Cool Up said to me, "She goes, oh, the the band must revolve yeah. during the show." And I was like, "Oh yeah," and then they never did. Yeah, I can only imagine them getting sick while yeah. they <laughs> while they're performing. But I kind of felt like since that stage was a, around the same size as the second stage that they've been using since Zoo TV for their little acoustic set that they mm-hmm. that they usually do, they when all the screens went off and it was just them playing. They were a little confined. Right. And I I thought the show worked the best, like who's going to ride your wild horses when they're playing the song and it's just them up on the screen. So the whole audience is, is focused, focused on, on, them, right, on right. them and the song. But when it was just them it's and a little nothing small on you. the screen... Just because usually Bono's running around, going out into the well, that was the audience. thing I, I was reminded. He was like he couldn't. There was nowhere for him. Nowhere to for go. him to go. I was reminded of the early back when I first started hearing about you two. You'd read like all the reviews of of him like climbing the rafters, right. and you know when I saw uh, Phoenix recently, I, I forget if I mentioned this on the show, but he, the lead singer of Phoenix, basically was like went out into the crowd. He's been doing this in shows. I saw him do it at the Hollywood Bowl, but at the forum, it was crazy where he's like, 
he just gets a really long mic and goes out into the crowd. And then at a certain point, his friends lifted him up into the second section, which I've never wow. seen before. And then he like shook everyone's hand in the second section. And then he didn't go all the way up to the third. Yeah. He came back down. But, you know, it's like while the band is playing yeah, for yeah, 20 yeah. minutes, he's just like saying hello to everyone in the crowd. Wow. Eddie um, Vedder used to do stuff like that. Hedy Vedder? Yeah, Hedy. Isn't that his name? Hedy? I think so, Hedy. Um, Hedy Lamar Vedder. I felt like, the, I mean, sure, the show will evolve over time but maybe they make that stage a little bigger there's room on the sides to make it that's what just i was a, sort of like if the stage was even just all the way across that's they what could I run around too. a little yeah. more and because it's just but, a small square down at the bottom of the screen yeah. it makes and because the screen's so massive it makes them seem even smaller right and they basically don't have room uh, to do anything yeah so that's that's one criticism i did think it was very interesting in that section where you then find out the screens are sort of translucent as well. Yeah, the, yeah. the lights were shining through, through them. Through it, yeah. Um, and there are speakers behind the screen as well. Yes, that's the other part of it is people say, well, is this the sound shitty? They've worked it all out where there is an individual speaker behind every screen pointed at everyone's seats. Yeah. Like every single seat in the venue, there's a speaker pointed at it. Yeah. Um, and so the sound was crystal clear. Man, the sound was really, I thought it was really good and I thought it was loud too. Yeah. I, I heard someone saying after they wish it was louder, but I thought it was. I kept shouting at them like, "Fucking louder. turn it down!" <laughs> um, yeah. So then after what happens so, after the so then they, and hum part? Then they came out and finished up Actung Baby, and this is the part where I go. I was sort of like, oh, I wonder if they fucked with this a little bit because it, they then play the four least well-known songs from Actung uh-huh. Baby in a row, uh-huh. which are so cruel, uh, Acrobat, Ultraviolet light my way and then love is blindness right and those are all like the least well-known ones like and they're side two basically and they're sort of like getting the video projections back up but they're not like totally not really yeah they're not blowing you away with them yet and it's sort of like that that i felt was sort of like oh man you wish these were spaced out a little bit more musically that this was my favorite chunk of the show oh sure because like, we thought, were enjoying it i thought so cruel what sounded incredible and acrobat sounded yeah. incredible yeah they they sounded and ultra uh, all all four of those songs but i think that's where they should be having uh you know images of the band really clearly up on the screen to get the because cr- right. that's like u2's strength is unifying the crowd and making the place feel yeah intimate a giant place feel intimate well that's the that's the whole thing that U2 has been doing since the Zoo TV tour, right? They've, yeah. been, they've been trying to use technology in order to not put you at a distance, but in order to strengthen the connection between the audience and the performer, yeah. right? And so they've been doing it. I, I was sitting there going like, wow, could could they imagine when they first got that giant screen out for the Pop Mart tour 20, or right. 20 years ago, or yeah. almost 20 years. Yeah, almost 30 years ago. Almost 30 could they imagine like how far it would come I to know, where they're sitting here at the sphere doing all this crazy shit? Yeah. Um, cause that was the biggest screen in the world back then, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They started basically that was, they were the people to invent these giant screens yeah. at concerts. And so now they're doing like the newest version of that. Yeah. So yeah, there was, a, there was occasionally it kind of felt a little like, spectacle versus music yeah. music versus spectacle but uh, i thought it all really came together beautifully in the encore yeah i mean then they come back and 
fuse it together, like yeah. you said, perfectly at the end. But I just thought for that middle section, they needed to use the tech a little more, maybe. Right. Then, because Ultraviolet, they just had like some pretty designs behind them. I don't know. I think when you can see the guys, that's where the it starts feeling intimate and it's yeah. such a big place. It, yeah. Kinda, I don't know. Well, I also started to think like, I get why they wanted to do Actung Baby. First of all, it's very mar- it's their second biggest album, yeah. so it's very marketable. Of like, hey, we're playing Actung Baby in full, yeah. but also like, hey, all of this technology, we're going to sort of like recreate what we did on the Zoo TV tour with new technology. I yeah. get that, but then I was kind of like, would the majority of the crowd give a shit if they didn't play those four? songs yeah maybe not like would it would it have been just like hey we're doing the zoo tv tour but we're doing we're not on the zoo tv tour they didn't play every single song off acting baby right so i I never i've never seen them play acrobat or so cruel yeah they they uh so cruel was the first time since 1992 that they played it crazy so i was and that sounded great right like there was a slightly different melody it was so good and they didn't play anything off their first four albums yeah so i was kind of a little like i wonder if this would be i but but it is so cool that they're starting with zoo station and 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 that kind of stuff with that that was like all technology those last i don't know i mean you and i enjoyed it of course obviously but but I felt but like Joshua Tree. It's not like the audience is clamoring for Mothers of the Disappeared or right. uh, Exit. But yeah. they played them because they're on the album. Yes, and it's a marketable hook of like, come see the album. nostalgia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, but I started to. Want, I was sort of a little like, yeah. If they were, if they instead, because that that the closer was, you know, they played Elevation, then they played their new single. We'll talk about. Vertigo, where the streets have no name, with or without you, and beautiful day. I mean, that was, and, and the 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 visuals how, and all those the visuals were, were like really moving and yeah. incredible. So I was like, oh wow, if they did the whole, t- the whole thing, and I I know I get it. It's also hard to be out there like we're just playing old songs. Yeah, we don't have any like new material. Although they do have the new single, we don't have a new album to cover. Yeah. You know, I get it, but um, it was. Int- I mean, it was definitely a. Thing that we were like, holy shit, we are glad we went to this to oh, see. Yeah. It's unlike anything you will ever I, see. I felt like Zoo TV in 92, Elevation in 01, and then this are the three like most impressionable concert experiences I've had. Just mm-hmm. like I'm seeing something brand new. new. Yeah. Um, but you're right. There's something where the 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 venue and the screen were more or the stars of the show and and i have to like think for a second that i actually got to see you two play (laughs) as well yeah it's just a weird it's such a new experience that i feel like i want to see the show again but down on the floor where i get to see see the band band a little more yeah that would be cool um Um, because there there wouldn't be any road sush there though oh yeah no road road sush um, uh, yeah, Naomi was saying like, she thinks this may change concerts forever. I yeah. mean, in the same way that Pop Mart tour did, yep. you know, wherever, every band now has giant video screens. Yep. Um, yeah, an interesting, uh, I mean, it was a very cool show. I, I agree. Like, I think the Elevation tour is maybe the best use pure of the, yeah. U2 tour I've seen. Mm-hmm. Cause I saw, I saw Joshua Tree. 
uh, which was good, but I, th- I think Elevation was just better for some reason for mm-hmm. me. I just thought it was an amazing show. It was amazing. Um, and Zoo TV was amazing too. Right. Uh, right it, when that, because it was also brand, a brand new experience. No one knew yeah. what they were going to do when yeah. I saw it anyway. Yeah. Um, very cool. And I would like to see other things there. Yeah. You know, I would go see this show uh, yeah. again easily. I would so love if you're, to. So if you're listening out there, you know, and you work for Madison Square Garden, who owns this place? Give us other tickets. You already hooked more us up ticks, with bro. Yeah, more ticks. And if you're in the band, which by the way, t-shirts. By the way, should we talk about the after? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. We should talk about the the drummer. Oh yeah, yeah. So Larry Mullen Senior's son was not playing. He was not there. They. I, I remember when they announced this. And they buried it in like paragraph eight of the New York Times article that he wasn't going to be playing on this tour. And I sent it to you like saying, they haven't announced this, right? And yeah. it, it was the announcement. Yeah. Um, he's recovering from back surgery. Yeah. Our, our bud, Larry, um, who gave us those great t-shirts. I still have mine. I have Very mine. treasured pr- possession. Uh, he was not playing because he's recovering from back surgery. And so some guy named like... Paul Lillyhammer or something was no, playing. No, we we have his name. We uh, do. We have his name. I would imagine it's Bram, and then the his, Stoker's Dracula. His uh, his surname was um difficult to pronounce for me. Bram Vandenberg. That's actually not difficult at all. <laughs> you <laughs> nailed it on the first try. I, I would did. Say. Um and. He was great. He did. I thought he did an incredible job. But it was strange watching you two without uh, without Larry Mullen yeah, Senior yeah. son. And he he did good. And they were all very much like, "Hey, he's doing great." Yeah. Uh, Bono was doing a bit where he's like, "I don't even know who this guy yeah. is." <laughs> Through the f- most of the sh- until he did the band introduction, he was like, "Who are you?" He kept saying <laughs> yeah. that to him. <laughs> um, so very weird for them to be playing without him. But uh, I guess when they t- because they are touring with. We, uh, Liz Banks did talk to someone and, and they were saying like, you two owns all of the, 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 uh, all of the projection, the, the imagery, the imagery stuff, not, yeah. they're not projected again. We don't want to cut into the ticket sales, <laughs> but, um, they own all of the graphics and everything. And that's what they'll be taking on tour with them. I'm, I'm interested to see how they do it. Me too. You know, when in a t- non-sphere space, in a non-spherical space, I'll be sort of like, this is flat as hell. Like, how are you going to do this inside of a rectangle? <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so he was- But Larry not- Mullen, senior son, will be on that tour, the Octoon He Baby will be, tour. he'll be touring yeah. on that tour, yeah. Um, and he's he played on the new single, Atomic City, and he's in the music video that they just shot a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, do you want to hear a little bit of the, by the by the way, the, the, the new single? Because they dropped a new single the day that we flew out there to go see it. Um, and it's, it sounded pretty good live. I'm, I'm a little, sounded un- good live, I'm yeah. a little underwhelmed by it on record, but let's hear a little bit of it. Very clash.
yeah, I mean, I don't know. It kind of, to me, he mentions Vegas at the end of it. It, it felt a little like, like, hey, this is a song we had to put out to because we're doing this show or something. I don't know. It didn't feel like, like, oh, we need to put this single out. It kind of felt like a contractual obligation a little bit to me. But it, but again, it sounded great live. It did sound great live, and it's it's catchy. The the chorus, the chorus sounds is like a, call me, yeah, yeah, like call a, me, ah, a call tip me, of the hat call to call me. me. Um, um, I I thought it sounded great live and it's a catchy song. Um, and then um, we went to an after. Oh well, we went to the after party at the Sphere. We should uh, talk to someone that we that we saw there. Um, let's let's give him a call. What do you say? Sure. Okay. So calling him right now. Um he's been on several podcasts before including he's been on he's he's been a guest on such podcasts as was Scott Glenn in Species. Uh-huh. Uh and uh also was Lance Henriksen in Species. He right, was on he that was podcast. On that. Uh, please welcome, for the first time on You Talking You Two to me, please welcome Kyle Bornheimer. Well, you mentioned the other two podcasts I've been on, and the only other ones I've been on are those. So this yeah. is only my third podcast. I hope I do this right. Uh, you're doing okay. So just, so far, you're doing great. You're doing all right. All right. So uh, so we go into this party, uh, at this roped off little section of the sphere afterwards, and um, suddenly this this shadowy figure lunges at us yeah jumps out at us like assaults us yeah like like not only physically assaults us but also sort of like mentally assaults yeah. us with just vibe assaults us yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah i would say i'm a vibe i assaulter. have bad vibe ideation <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and he's like oh you guys are doing an episode well i want to i want to be on your episode and, yeah. I, and I rub my eyes comically like I'm a drunk who just mm. saw <laughs> Superman for the first time. Yeah. And I say, Kyle, is that you? Mm-hmm. And and you're there, you're at the sphere, and uh and this is your dream coming true. You're on the show. You know, yeah, yeah. Two dreams come true. Seeing you guys and then being on your show. <laughs> You've had both of those in your dreams. So now, Kyle, you like there was a big TMZ. Uh, article about the U2 thing where it like listed every celebrity that was there. Mm-hmm. Were you listed? Didn't make the cut, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, by the way, I don't know what side of the rope of this roped off area was in either. I, I might have assaulted you from the wrong side of the rope. <laughs> Just a big fleshy neck coming at you. It was quite a VIP experience being on the other side of that rope. <laughs> No, I did. I think it was Josh Demel, and then they just must have skipped over me and went right to <laughs> yeah. Oprah. Huh, they, yeah, for some reason they were doing it alphabetically, and it started with Josh Dumel. I know. <laughs> they skipped, maybe that was it. They just skipped AC just to save time. They skipped A through yeah. C's. Um, um, right what did you think of the show? Beautiful. I mean, what, I don't want to repeat anything you guys have said. I have so many thoughts. As I told you behind when I assaulted you, I had so many thoughts. Yeah, you were like, I have so many thoughts. I got to be on the show. Well, get them fucking together, bro, because <laughs> you're on. <laughs> <laughs> I know I should have been preparing this. No, the spectacle of it is all over. Anyone can see that the, the spectacle of the sphere itself is, is anyone can kind of, and, and it is a spectacle and it was incredible. It was a real mind fuck. Can I say mind screw? It was a real mind screw for me. You, um, your, your brain got fucking railed. Yeah. My brain got fucking railed. 
There was a, there was, you bring what you, you bring yourself, you bring your own experience into those things too. So the combination of the sphere of you two of the nineties, the nineties thing really messed with me. So seeing that album, Actoon Baby, and then I kept contextualizing it within the nineties and then seeing it in 2023 in Vegas at the sphere was, I, my mind was just racing with, mm -hmm. with everything. I what, was going, of, what was going baby. on in the nineties for you? What was, well, I was getting really snobby about music. So first of all, I was probably not as into U2 in the early 90s as I had been throughout the 80s. I was probably sort of pivoting to the pavements and guided by voices of the world. Right. It was probably, probably, uh, I, I remember liking on tube baby, but I wasn't playing it as much as I had, you know, Joshua Tree and Unforgettable Fire. Tune baby. Yeah, And it was just on the radio. It was just, it was on MTV. It was like part of a, part of the environment you were, you know, of that era. But I kind of, I think, I wasn't thinking about it too much, but I, I, I think I got what they were doing. It was a very ironic album. It was a very, it was sort of playing a lot with sort of end of the century anxiety. It was playing with celebrity. And and so just, I just kept thinking of that because I hadn't revisited it. Just, if you're going to see, I would just urge people who can't make it to the sphere because they only have, what, 25 shows and I'm sure they're all sold out. Um, revisit that album because it's kind of fascinating to watch their, or to listen to 30 years later and, and experience. Um, so you're saying so that's if, what was going through my mind. You're saying lot, if you, you can't know? go to the show, just listen to the record. Yeah. But yeah, maybe. All right. Bye to the record. <laughs> that was Kyle Bornheimer, everyone <laughs> with color commentary. Um, so then, so then we leave that after party and we go to a different after party and, and who's there, but, uh, half of the band themselves, Fedge and, uh, Adam Clay, 2000, Clay, pounds. 2000 pounds and were there. Bram Vandenberg. Bram, Bram was there. Who I, who I talked to for a second. Oh, you talked to, you didn't I tell did. me you talked to him. What'd you I say did. to him? It was his birthday. That That's night, right. They, the they, they shouted him out from the stage. Quite a birthday present getting to be in U2 for a night. Was it? Was it really just a birthday present? That's it. Did they and, even and know now, he could anytime drum? Anytime anyone who knows how to play the drums has a birthday, they get to play with you too. <laughs> I have one coming I'm up gonna, next year. I know. I'm going to learn how to play the drums. <laughs> I'm not going to learn how to play. I'm just going to get up there get and up wing there. it. Yeah. So what did you, you say to him? I said, uh, happy birthday and slapped him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just told him he did a great job because he did. Um. Well, we did not talk to Thedge and Adam because we were like, even I, I, we were trying to handicap it. Yeah, like because look, there's there's nothing more embarrassing in the world to say to someone than, "Hi, you were on my podcast." Yeah, because I saw some other people there. Look, it was a star-studded event. Mm -hmm. I saw some other people who were like even on the Comedy Bang Bang podcast that I haven't seen since they were on that, uh -huh. and I felt embarrassed saying that to them, too. Right. So. I just didn't, I, I didn't want that look of like, what? Yeah. Pod, what? Yeah. So we, we didn't go up to Thedge. We didn't go up to, uh, Adam played 2000 pounds. Yeah. Even though we spent, we spent that nice hour with Adam yeah. where he showed us around everything, but yeah. without the, without an intermediate, an intermediary saying like, Hey, remember when you were on this guy's show? <laughs> yeah. I did not want to bother either one of them, but, um, thought they had, I mean, they must've been, there must've been so much adrenaline pumping through their veins or vein because their uh, main vein that must have been nerve wracking putting that thing on for the first time in front of people. Jesus. I did. I did get a sense that, um, 
Bono had some nerves when uh-huh. in his stage patter. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like yeah. because I kind of feel like it's one of these things where you have an opening date and you're just careening towards it and you're yeah. like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And I got the sense that he was sort of like, okay, is this all gonna work? Yeah. Is this all coming together? And but mostly, I mean, there was a, a few little hiccups here and there, but nothing yeah, with uh, the big tech. No, no. At one point, like I heard an acoustic guitar that was being tuned or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You that know, too. like from backstage. Yeah. And that was the biggest flub there was, you know. And like, then at the end, it kind of seemed like they thought they were done. And then Bono was like, let's play Beautiful Day. And they all got their instruments back. But then they, I, had, they all, had so much, they had so many, um, so much graphics for it that I, I think it had to have been planned. But I know, but it seemed, I, I seemed don't think, a little I don't think anyone planned for him to like give a long list of thank yous. That, yeah, yeah, that maybe he, that, that was, he was it. doing, but, but he did. He thanked everyone involved. I mean, I would say if you have a chance, you have to go see this thing. If you have a chance and you have the money, go to this thing. And if you don't, then listen to the album, as <laughs> Kyle Bornheimer said. <laughs> the 30 year old album. <laughs> And listen to it once. Yeah. And then throw That'll it out. That'll do it. <laughs> um, great night in Vegas. Uh, did you gamble at all? Did you hit the tables after we parted company? What'd Little you play? Bit. I played blackjack. Mm-hmm. And uh, sounds like you promptly uh, lost my money. No, it took me a while. It took me a couple hours to lose my money. <laughs> uh, but it was fun. But I did it. I sure did. I got there. Um, yeah, we went to bed. We were so like, cause you know, as new parents, we're, we're uh, often in bed permanently by, exhausted by 10 and, yeah. and it was so last minute. And, and I was the one who like got up at six to get the baby and everything. I was just like, and I wasn't drinking or anything. I was just like sipping diet Cokes all night going yeah. like, I got to stay awake somehow. I got to stay yeah. awake. And then even then the minute the show was over, I was like, ah! yeah. I was tired too. Yeah. But um, a great experience. Thanks for hooking it up for for me. So and fun. You did uh, you did all the press uh, in order to get us those tickets. Yep. You went through the press line and yep. you, you got the talking points. Yep. And uh, one, what were the talking points? There was the uh, sphere is an incredible experience, right? Kind of and stuff. Can't wait to see what you two does with all this tech. Did you oh, br- yeah. no, did I you bring up any of those talking I didn't points? Say that, but. Uh, you know, I and, always and our, try and speak from the heart. Yeah, no, our our uh, our one of the gentlemen who was guiding us through the experience was. We mentioned the talking points. He was like, "Oh yeah, we just wrote those this morning because we realized no one had any." Really? Yeah, that's <laughs> so, so funny. It was very funny. They were like, all super nice. They were. Oh, they were so great. nice, and everyone at the Sphere was really lovely. And um, and all the Madison Square Garden people are in New York are are really cool. They've hooked they're, you up with a lot of shows. They're great. Um, so good experience. Anything? Um. Anything I think else? that's it. I can't wait to see see it again. I thought it was really great. I can't wait to listen to the album. Yeah, which is the exact same thing as seeing this show. <laughs> All right, so we're going to come back next week with our regularly scheduled sister show. Um, you spring and Springsteen on my bean. That's right. And we'll be talking about, uh, we're going through track by track. If you haven't been listening, this uh, next episode, we'll be talking about Darkness on Fedge of Town. Yeah, that's right. Darkness on Fedge of Town. Darkness on Fedge of Town. Um, So we're going to see you then. But until then, we hope that you find what you're looking for. Bye. Bye.